Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Use code TRIPLEPLAY22 at checkout to get 10% off over all the great tools over at FantasyPoints.com, DFS optimizers, season-long projections, player props, everything you'll want over at FantasyPoints.com. D-Mendy here, joined by my buddy Johnny Foosball as we are... Uh, tag teaming our first episode of a could be a short series here of our NFL best bets. Johnny, how are you doing tonight? Always well, always well. Now, I'm short and sweet and to the point. That's why me and Johnny are about to make this a nice, easy video for you guys. We kind of touched on it just a second ago. NFL best bets. This is going to be volume one. We're expecting this to be a two or three part series before the NFL season kicks off. And what we're trying to figure out is some of the best bets or some of the best payouts for some season-long props, player props, team win totals for you, those gamblers out there. We want to make sure we've got plenty of good stuff for you to bet on here. And Johnny was feeling spicy. I don't know if he had some like hot tamales before we got on here, but starting things off with Marcus Mariota as comeback player of the year at plus 2,000, all odds according to Caesars Sportsbook. Johnny, what gives you the confidence in Marcus Mariota? So it, it's there for a couple of reasons. I was looking at, you know, some of the uh, other players sort of in the running that, you know, have better odds and stuff like that. Um, I mean, one, I, I feel like Derrick Henry, he's, you know, he's got the best odds, but I feel like he played enough games last year that there's not really a narrative. This is like a, an award that's very narrative based. It's not necessarily 100 percent you know, based on stats or anything like that. And I feel like, you know, Derrick Henry played half the season. I don't know if you can call him comeback player there. He played in the freaking playoffs. You know, he didn't really miss all that time at the end of the day. Um, you know, Mariota looked good in limited time with the Raiders. Uh, QB is the most notable position. So it's a lot easier for a quarterback to win sort of a season long award. So that's sort of was leaning on, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Um, he might just get hurt again. You know, you can't win it if you don't play. Uh, you're not going to win comeback play if you don't play. Uh, Saquon Barkley was similar in the, you know, the Derrick Henry. He hasn't missed a ton of time. You know, he's been eased back. Um, so I don't really think there's a narrative there either. Baker, I just don't think anybody's sold on Baker, but I think he's not a bad bet um, either. Uh, and the same thing sort of I'll keep harping on it because uh, it's not a stat-based award. You know, Michael Thomas, you know, he's missed a ton of time. He could come back, have a great season, but – in everybody's minds, you know, it seems like some of his missed time was really just based on him and his personality, you know, and maybe it, you know, it wasn't always the ankle. It was more Michael Thomas wanted to sit out a little bit. So I don't think that they would give him the award uh, for comeback player of the year either. So I really think it's something where, you know, Marcus Mariota hasn't had a lot of game time, hasn't started in a while. So if he plays the whole season, could even have an average season, he could take, wind up taking home the award. All right, I like a quarterback. It. A quarterback, I think, is usually favored to win these types of awards. And yeah, I mean, Marcus Mariota was good in limited time, like you said. So maybe if he leads this Falcons team to relevancy this year, could be why not him, right? I mean, it's definitely the odds are very juicy at plus two thousand. So 
good call there from and Johnny. Everybody ahead, I just listed exact reasons. Like, why would you put money on on Derrick Henry? You know, you, <laughs> he played like eight or nine games last year. This is not a comeback. Like, this is just another year. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about next player on this list. The player I'm probably most high on in terms of a breakout this year, Michael Pittman Jr., Receiving yards prop over 124 and a half at minus 150 right now. This is one of the few ones I did not do at plus money, but this to me is a slam dunk as much as there is last year, or as much as there is. Keep in mind last year with Jonathan Taylor being the number one running back in football and Carson Wentz being the quarterback, he still had 1,082 yards last year. So he already has more <laughs> receiving yards so, last year. So we're basically saying... Matt Ryan is going to take away 60 yards from him. No, exactly. This is a great yeah. bet, David. Oh yeah. And, and like I, I've ridden up Michael Pittman a lot this off season. Just know that just some couple simple stats. Number one, Matt Ryan has thrown the ball over three more attempts per game than when Phil Rivers quarterbacked the Colts and eight more times per game than Wentz last season. Matt Ryan has also had a, his number one wide receiver be extremely relevant. Most of the time it was Julio Jones. Julio Jones had at least 15 and a half fantasy points per game every season they played together in Atlanta. Eight of those years scoring over 200 fantasy points. Michael Pittman's target share over the last six weeks of the season was 31%. He's just, I, I don't need to say anymore. There's, he's going to smash this. So that's, that's easy money right there, Johnny. Easy. <laughs> AJ Brown. This one is intriguing to me. AJ Brown leading the NFL in receiving yards plus 3,000. Justin Jefferson's the easy, I think, call here. And, you know, plus 800 is plus money. But, Johnny, was there last year, was there a quarterback and a wide receiver that had breakfast together every day? Can you remind me if that, if that was the case? I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I assume Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow would. Have. Oh, no, it's like a Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know that that was like a, a well-known story about them. Oh, that, that was, everybody <laughs> makes fun of it. They're like, that's why they're, so anytime that these quarterbacks and receivers are doing stuff together, it's based off that narrative, a uh, tongue in cheek thing, but ultimately AJ Brown. Uh, is it like J the, the Aaron Rodgers Lazard Thanksgiving yep. dinner situation? Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's all uh, you've, we've seen it for so many years. AJ Brown, I believe went to like, or, it was might've been the other way around, but one of them went to the other's daughter's birthday party. They're really close. Wow. You've seen them in limited action and playing time. You have the Eagles beat reporters talking about that. AJ Brown might lead the league in targets this year. The amount that Jalen hurts is going to throw him the ball very confidently saying they're just peppering him all over the field. Targets mean something in, in football. And if he's getting that many targets, you already know he's a great deep threat. He's averaged at least 13.8 yards per catch. All three of his years, had over a thousand yards in two of his three seasons. So this is a guy that knows how to get a lot of yards and a lot of, uh, in, in chunks, you know, and him being on a new team with a quarterback that wants to give him the ball and could lead the league in target share. I mean, why not bet plus 3000 on AJ Brown? The payout would be pretty massive. So I, I actually might make a, a bet for that, Johnny. I don't think it's outrageous. <laughs> as long as he stays healthy, of course. I just, I, I do love, um, you know, it's a little bit easier to go for like the over under yards because you can sort of, you know, track that throughout the year. Boy, would it be annoying for somebody to have a great week, uh, week 18. <laughs> oh my God. That <laughs> the Eagles have sewn up the, uh, the division. They sit, they sit him and he's, he's only uh, beating somebody by, you know, 50 yards or something. How nerve wracking would that be? <laughs> oh my God. That would eat, that would eat me alive. 
Let's, let's not hope, let's not wish that into existence here. <laughs> this last one's even a bigger, a bigger uh, oh, well, I, step here. I think I'll we'll give a, this one a pass, David, but you can say your piece. AJ Dillon <laughs> leading the NFL in rushing yards at plus 5,000. Now, hear me out. Obviously, the payout is massive here as well. Johnny, who led the Packers in rushing yards last year? I assume it's going to be AJ Dillon. It was AJ Dillon, 800, <laughs> 803 to 799 yards for Aaron Jones. Uh, we've already seen Matt LaFleur call Aaron Jones and Dillon 1A and 1A running backs, according to The Athletic. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has said he wants his 11 best players on the field at once and named Jones and Dillon as two of the players he wants out there. So I think they're going to play a lot together. A.J. Dillon did have over 1,100 yards from scrimmage and seven total touchdowns last year. Was the When they both were healthy, was getting more carries than Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to be the better fantasy option. He's going to have a lot more receptions. But I think A.J. Dillon is going to be a big threat rushing the ball this year, especially a Packers you know team what? that has no wide receivers. There's a, there's a reason, you know, it's plus 5,000, but, you know, that's the point, right? That's our, I mean, we're saying <laughs> I best I, I personally don't think it's something that's going to happen, but if it was something that I thought was really easy, then, you know, it was easy to make, then it wouldn't be plus 5,000. That's right. <laughs> we have a mix of, you know, with like the Pittmans of the world, with the Mariota comeback, A.J. Brown, A.J. Dillon. Uh, so a couple like decent sized chances of something happening and some outlier chances, but our reasoning behind every single pick with the plus money that's attached to it. If you hit on one of these, it's going to take care of all of the rest of your bets. And again, like there's paths to all these bets happening. Just, just don't parlay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Don't parlay. <laughs> I will say though, as we get to the second half of our bets here, Johnny, when we did the team by team over unders, I think we, these are not outrageous. I think we both, these are a lot more like, most well, people yeah, might be on our side with these. Yeah, that's that's. I don't think we went too against the grain. For that's the right. Over unders. And why don't you kick it off with the Washington Commanders under seven and a half wins at plus one hundred five? You don't see them winning many games this year, do you? No, and I know it's sort of you know you almost want to gift them a, a few wins just because of the division. And, you know that kind of gets them halfway there, um, but it, just because it is an easy division. But you know, winning eight games with that team seems some like it's really going to be an uphill battle. You know, Carson Wentz had a lot of trouble winning down the stretch in Indy. And I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say that the commanders are a much better team than Indianapolis was last year. I mean, just across the roster up and down, um, you know, it's pretty much, you know, better, better line, better running back, better defense. <laughs> so if you couldn't really get it done before, I don't think changing to the commanders uh, is going to, cure any of his issues he had last season and you need a quarterback to win in this day and age so i'm i'm really really pushing the under on this carson Wentz, maybe the best quarterback the commanders have had in a long time but doesn't necessarily guarantee is, is he though you know what i mean like how much better is he than tyler heineke or taylor heineke we don't know. yeah i mean it's a good it's a fair question and i do think you know, you already seen the running back situation. Antonio Gibson already looked like he was benched before the season even started right now, the way it's standing at the preseason. Um, you know, yeah, Terry Mc... Carson Wentz couldn't win handing it off to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the Cowboys should be good. The Eagles should be good. The Giants, maybe not so much. But the Commanders, and their the Commanders defense was really bad last year. They, I know they were the worst against quarterbacks in fantasy football last year. Uh, 
Chase Young's not starting out. I know he's already out for week one. There's a lot of questions with this team, too. So I, I could see the path to what you're saying there, Johnny. Under seven and a half wins plus money. I, I definitely uh, like the call there at plus 105. Let's look at this next one the Seattle Seahawks under five and a half wins at plus 115. Now, Johnny, you can be honest with me here. Have you looked at the Seahawks schedule? Uh, no, not game by game, no. Good. All right. So we're going to play a little game called, did they, are they going to win this game? Yes or no. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to see for 17. <laughs> uh, we're going to go fast here. Just say Denver. Yes yeah. or no. No. San Francisco. No. Atlanta. Yes. Detroit at Detroit. No. New Orleans. Yes. Arizona. No. Chargers. No. <laughs> Giants. Yes. Okay. At Arizona. No. Tampa Bay. No. Raiders. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Rams. No. The Panthers. Yes. The Niners. No. The Chiefs. I think it's like I wasn't counting. No, I think I'm getting pretty close to five, David. <laughs> I have don't have your number, don't worry. Yeah. Is it the win at the Chiefs? No, I said no. No, they were oh, okay. the Chiefs. Uh, the Rams and the Jets are the last two. Oh, they'll split that probably. Okay. So you gave me five. Oh, and was, okay. And that was... Ooh, that, I could that feel myself being, getting closer. That was being generous because <laughs> you had them beating the Lions. You had them beating them at New Orleans. Uh, you had them beating... I mean, they're not going to beat every bad team but like it's under five and a half wins so i mean you went through it right there blindly into it i don't see them winning six games johnny i, I don't like you're not a you're not a big geno smith believer i've called him patrick mahomes um without <laughs> a competent coaching staff but uh, yeah, now maybe have. does he have a competent coaching staff <laughs> I, I mean it might even be drew Locke at this point <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> that team is a mess i don't even know what to start with them there i think plus money 115 under five and a half wins that's a smash your vegas raiders you're plugged into the team you have them at over eight and a half wins in a very competitive afc west some that said it's the best quarterback division of all time this year why are you confident at minus 130 at over eight and a half it, you know it's a very strong division as it is every every year. You know, it was a strong division last year. It got a little bit better, but it wasn't like it was, you know, a cupcake uh, division last year. And they they won 10 games. You know, a lot of it was close. You know, it was a couple of overtime games. But we're basically saying Devontae Adams is going to make them lose more games than last year, which doesn't really make a lot of, a lot of sense. And then you also have the addition by subtraction of just moving into a more competent coaching staff I mean, I think Darren Waller had a quote where he said they just didn't have a plan for him in the red zone, <laughs> which seems kind of crazy because it's not like he was a new player. You know, it's not like he wasn't a focal point of the offense. You know, there are games where he got, you know, 12 targets. But all of a sudden, once we get in the red zone, we don't have a plan for our best receiver. So I think with the revamp coaching staff is a, a huge addition. And then, of course, yeah, all the additions they've made on the defensive end. Um as well as uh, Devontae Adams, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see all their weapons in place this year, just what they can do. Um, and then people are, people are so focused on the offense, sleep on the defense a little bit. I know it's not 
great. You know, it has weaknesses, you know, um, uh, in, t- in the interior defensive line. But, you know, Max Crosby is Max Crosby. Chandler Jones is Chandler Jones. We're hearing great things about Nate Hobbs, the young corner coming out, uh, that he's looking fantastic in camp. And he had a pretty good year last year. Uh, there, there's a lot of pieces there. And just to assume and say they'll lose uh, lose two more games because they've made all these great additions just really doesn't sit with me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you for what it's worth, too, for this one. I think we could see the Raiders go like nine and eight uh, and they'd be fourth in the division. Obviously I know you don't think they'll be fourth in the division, but like, this is a division that I think everybody's <laughs> going to be. I think the Broncos will be fourth in the, the division. I'm not Ooh. as sold on the dangerous uh, Denver offense. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if we talked about that this off season. That's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I would be all for that. I'm not, I, the Broncos annoy me. <laughs> so I'd be all, <laughs> all for that. Uh, let's talk last team here. Minnesota Vikings over nine and a half wins at plus one Oh five. This is the team that has been pretty competitive pretty much the last decade. Justin Jefferson, I think is going to be the wide receiver one for fantasy. Kevin O'Connell, I think is going to unlock this offense. People that don't know, he came from the Rams and he's, it was their offensive coordinator. So I think he's going to put Justin Jefferson in a lot of places that he put Cooper cup last season. And the Vikings, I think the, the, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good year. Jeff Justin Jefferson is going to have a good year. I think this offense will take such a leap that it's going to be like an eleven and uh, was it eleven and six team, ten and seven team. To me, I think this team's a lock for double digit wins. The defense is already solid, and the offense taking that next step up with Kevin O'Connell there. I think the Vikings are a very sneaky team this year. They're going to be a nice wild card team, maybe division winner if, if the Packers really do slip without Devontae Adams, but. I think they'll be in the playoffs and I think that they're going to definitely get over this nine and a half wins. I like it. It's it's so funny because you always think the Vikings aren't that good because they're just the Vikings and they're, you know, Kirk cousins, but then you really do look at the the playmakers they have and it's like, dang, <laughs> they really, they really should get something out of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, plus they're going to be playing the bears and the lions two times each too. You'd expect that maybe they win three out of those four games yeah, right there. So it's to me, I think that's the one I'm most confident about of the ones we listed. Maybe the Seahawks are are, a nice one in there too, obviously. And the the Washington and Raiders ones, I think, are good calls as well. Uh, So those are the eight player props and the team over-unders that Johnny and I like. Some of them a little more outrageous, but again, the, the money that pays out on those bets could pay for everything else. So if you want to take a shot, you can do that. And if you win, take some money home this season, you can come and thank Johnny or and I. Our Twitter <laughs> handles are in below here for you guys to check that out. But Johnny, that's going to wrap us up here. Tell us real quick, our fantasy draft is this weekend. Mm-hmm. If you have the first pick in the draft, who are you taking? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. There you have it. Johnny, foosball, if he gets the number one pick, goes Jonathan Taylor. He is... Uh, going right by the book and i respect that so that'll sometimes and i think real uh nfl general managers should do this sometimes just take the path of least resistance if i pick jonathan taylor and he has a bad year nobody's gonna blame me you know what you're very right (laughs) if i pick somebody crazy and they have a bad year they'll be like yeah you should have picked jonathan taylor (laughs) (laughs) that is so true that is so true 
but make sure you follow Johnny on Twitter at Johnny Foosball three. Make sure that you guys are following the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Triple Play Fantasy Football Show is there. And if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you're subbed. You like the video and leave a comment down below for the algorithm. Helps us out tremendously. But for Johnny, I'm D. Mendy. Next week, you guys are going to have the Bradshaw, Damas, and Doc breaking down more bets for you before the season gets underway here. But until then, wham, bam, baby. <laughs>